0: Ah, you know what old Jack Burton always says at a time like this? Come
1: on, then I'll bite your legs off. I can take great power. Come straight to this world. We have a hope. And we are back with the 29th episode of Sludgecast. We hope you guys are doing so, so good. I know it's kind of quarantine time and everyone's been cooped up at home, um, but I know I've heard from several people that y'all are enjoying video games and movies and um, podcasts. Actually, I've seen a lot of people talk about different podcast shows they're catching up on or finding out there, which is great. So go support everybody that takes the time to do these because it is a little bit of work. Uh, But, of course, Sludge here and um, actually was originally going to be by myself tonight because Micah cannot make it. And there's just things going on um, with this quarantine stuff that uh, is keeping him from being here for this episode. So we're rescheduling the episode that he's going to be here, as well as our friend Austin to do the Power Rangers episode. Uh, That'll probably be next month, hopefully, with the quarantine stuff, you know, permitting. But tonight, Sludge is joined by none other than Mrs. Sludge. So my wife, Sarah, has... Graciously agreed and volunteered to be my co-host. Sarah, you want to say hi? Hello. She's got a good, strong voice. She's probably like six, eight inches away from the mic, and you—that was good. I like that. I'm loud. With Mark, I'm like—I'm always pointing at him, I'm like get closer to the mic, get closer. <laughs> Which is why I'm getting him a new mic. So when he listens to this, he knows now why he's getting the new mic, <laughs> so that it's easier on me.
0: Um, it's not the mic, then it's him.
1: I know. That's what it is. Like, <laughs> I'm always telling him. But he gets so relaxed. Like, I've got a studio downstairs, and uh, I've got a big brown ottoman that Mark sits on. Uh, and usually it's just for you know, other band members to sit on. Usually we pull it closer to the studio desk. Um, when we're tracking guitars and the guitar player, we usually sit on it next to me while we're working on guitar parts. But Mark uses it to sit on. So is Micah. My wife is using it now to sit on. And Mark seems to like to lay back, like way back. <laughs> What's that song from the 90s? I do not I don't I don't want to think anyways, let's just go let's just move on with this. So Oh, um, I know what you am know talking, talking about? I can't about. think what <laughs> it is. I'm
0: Snoop Dogg. Isn't it Snoop Dogg?
1: Okay. <laughs> That's Mark Reagan. That Snoop Dogg song is Mark Reagan all the way. So I'm always I'm like, come on, get forwards on the mic. But so anyways, we got some uh things for you guys tonight. Of course we'll have a musical song for you, just like every episode. But I got some news, got a lot of news. Been kind of bored sitting at home. Not bored. We've been busy. I mean thankfully um, I'm blessed and my wife's blessed with jobs that, of course she's not working right now cuz still dealing with a broken ankle as most of you know and you guys have been saying prayers for us we appreciate it cuz she's doing really well. Um, but we work from home, so I've been blessed to be able to keep my job. I do work for a healthcare company. Uh that's actually been busier over the last several weeks than I think it ever has been in the last 3 years of me working for the company. Um so it's good, super blessed to have that job, but uh so we're home all the time anyways, but trying not to, you know, strangle the kids because they drive us crazy. I know they drive you crazy. Um, But we're doing pretty good and we hope you guys are doing good. But we got some news for you guys. Uh, Several things I want to talk about because I've been sitting at home. That's pretty much all I'm doing. You know, if I'm I'm working and reading the news. And then, uh, of course, we'll do the song and then we're going to kind of talk a little bit about what's going on with the quarantine because everyone's doing good. I'm excited about it. I want to hear what everybody's been watching or doing or playing. So we're gonna talk about some of the things that we've been doing uh during this downtime. And uh I tell Sarah and the kids that they're actually on vacation. So this is what it is. She shakes her head, yes. Mm-hmm. You can say yes we are. It'll work. So let's jump into some news real quick because there's several things. Uh, the first thing that I want to go over um <clears throat> you guys have probably seen um, we're probably going to be getting a new Flash in the movies real soon. So if you guys haven't seen it on the web, um, Ezra Miller, the Flash from Batman vs Superman and Justice League. My wife wants to laugh about this. She thinks this is hilarious. She she tends to, like, to laugh at people that get hurt or hit. So <laughs> apparently Ezra, there's a video of Ezra out there at a bar in Ireland, uh, got into an altercation with a female and I guess choked her and took her to the ground. So I haven't seen, you can laugh, it's all right, <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't seen the video, and so I kind of want to know, like, did she punch him, you know, did she start kicking his butt? And Because he he's not a big guy yet at all, really, um, but because of this, he has faced some serious backlash, and obviously it's not cool to hit a woman, period, ever, um, but it is looking pretty quickly. That we're going to be getting a new Flash uh, in the DC universe, um, which will be interesting. And a lot of fans online are now petitioning for Grant Gustin to take the role of the Flash, which would be awesome because Grant is the Flash in the series, TV series, in case you don't know who Grant, you know, the Flash is. is. No. I'm talking to my wife here because I know you guys listening. No. At least in the, any of the female listeners know who Grant Gustin is because they're probably a nerd, a female nerd. And they're like, oh, Grant Gustin, because they love Grant <laughs> Gustin, like... The dude is, I don't know, for most female superhero fans, he's like the hottest thing ever other than Stephen Amell, I guess, maybe.
0: Are you fangirling over him?
1: No, I'm just making fun of Grant Gustin because <laughs> Grant, Grant's a pretty boy. Like, he's just that, he is, you know what I mean? Like, I loved uh, Wesley Allen Ship, who was the 90s Flash, and, of course, he was the Flash and Barry's father in this uh, series. He's more, he's, you know, big muscular 90s superhero you know but Grant's kind of a twig pretty boy could have been in Twilight type deal but he's great as the Flash like he is awesome so but that would be cool so hopefully I don't know what the what's going to go on or DC's going to do but I mean over this it does look like he's going to end up getting replaced I'm calling it that he's going to get replaced and it would be awesome if they brought Grant Gustin so I don't know that they will because they don't like to mix their TV universes and movie universes like Marvel does which makes no sense to me but um, hopefully that'd be cool. If not, at least we'll get somebody better because he was okay as the flash. He wasn't that good. So next piece of movie news <laughs> was that a little loud when I said next, uh, next piece of movie news is actually Disney related. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Robin hood cartoon. That's probably my, one of my favorite Disney cartoons. And it just hit, I just found out actually a few hours earlier today that Disney is working on doing a Robin hood remake Disney Plus and it's gonna be cool. fully animated. What do you mean, cool? Are you pro this? I don't know if I'm pro this or not. Like some movies can be remade, but You're an
0: old man. You yes. need to get with the times. No,
1: the older times were better. I mean the eighties were better. Yeah, but the they've 90s done some
0: remakes and they've done a pretty good job, like on Beauty and the Beast. That was really good.
1: Beauty and the Beast was, was pretty good. The live, I mean, I, I don't think this one's going to be live action. If I'm not mistaken from reading, this, it's going to nah. be animated. Um, <clears throat> but, um, the, with the live action ones that we've talked about a few times here, I'm very picky on them. And well, you know this too. You live with me, um. So <laughs> I've been very hit or miss. Like Jungle Book was great. Lion King was absolutely terrible. Beauty and Beast was pretty decent. I didn't, I didn't mind that one. Um, I hated Lion King. I love Dumbo. Aladdin was. Pretty good.
0: I liked Aladdin. Aladdin
1: was pretty good. They put enough new stuff in there. I liked that Will did his own thing because that was the hardest.
0: Yeah, I was worried about that because I don't want somebody to try to act act, act like Robin when they're not him.
1: Right, right, right. Then that would have been very bad if he did that. So I'm interested to see what they do with Robin Hood. Because I love the cartoon. I love the songs. I love Friar Tuck. Like, I would love it in this one. Because a lot of those guys probably won't come back and revoice. I would love Bill Murray to be Friar Tuck in this movie. Like, that would be awesome. (laughs) He's great. Like, I know he's blue in Jungle Book. But bring him as Friar Tuck in this. And that'd be so cool. I want him as Friar Tuck. And then, like, I want somebody with, like, Shaq as Little John. You know what I mean? Like, just that big, deep... Kid voice Because Shaq's got a big kid voice Is what mm-hmm. he really has That would be really really cool And then I don't know You can get anybody for Robin Hood It doesn't you know, matter Any any good actor we find. So I'm interested to in see how that goes Because <clears throat> we got Disney Plus And I pretty much watched it for Mandalorian We've t- I've talked about this many times on the show And haven't really touched it since Because I don't care Until Mandalorian Season 2 comes out Then I'll use Disney Plus again But you and the kids use it And a lot of people use it for the movies um, And so I think it's cool that they're because, I mean, right now, with with uh, there's a lot of movies that have been postponed in theaters or been moved to streaming services by Disney or Amazon or, you know, whoever. Um, Bloodshot was one of them. Birds of Prey was another. Um, the Hunt is a newer one that just came out. Um, so a lot of them, they're moving to release, and which is cool for us to watch while we're home. Because obviously we can't go to the theater and do it because the theaters are closed. Um, but so I think it's cool that they're making a... New movies and new shows that will hopefully, well, hopefully, we'll be out of quarantine by then because yeah. the stuff's made. But I, I like that they're doing more because when the Disney Plus first came out, I wasn't super impressed about it. I talked about it on a previous show. Um, other than The Mandalorian, which is absolutely amazing and the greatest thing that's on Disney Plus, but it, it just was. I don't know. I don't agree. Well, you're I wrong. I love it's Disney okay. Plus, and I, mean,
0: I like going back and watching the old shows that were on TV when we were kids.
1: Well, yeah, and you like the old Mickey Mouse cartoons as well, which we found out that one night watching a Mickey Mouse cartoon that we think, we talked about that they probably got Ghostbusters from it.
0: It's called the, I think it's called the Lonesome Ghosts. It's hilarious. I've laughed till I cried watching that. Oh, I out. love that one.
1: That is that is a very hilarious Mickey cartoon. Because it's Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, right? Yes. Even with Donald's great, because he gets so pissed at everything. <laughs> like, and he can't really do anything about it. Uh, I think my favorite part in... Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the scene with Donald and Daffy.
0: Yeah, with uh, the pianos. Oh my
1: gosh, it's brilliant. I it's love almost it.
0: like dueling pianos.
1: <clears throat> it is. Yeah. And dueling angry ducks. Yeah. Like, like neither one could talk right. So, um, but yeah, that we we think a lonesome ghost is what's gave the idea for Ghostbusters because it's very much like it. Well, I should say Ghostbusters is very much like that cartoon.
0: Right, because it's got um Mickey Mouse and Donald and Goofy have their own business of uh, exterminating ghosts, and these ghosts have a newspaper at the house they're haunting, and they decide to call the number and tell them to come and get the ghosts.
1: <laughs> it's great. It's a really good. If you guys have Disney Plus, haven't seen it, go watch a cartoon because it is really, really good.
0: And it's only um, like seven minutes long.
1: Yeah, it's not very long. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. So. So um, it's cool. I mean, Mandalorian two's coming, so that's what I care about. Even though I am a little bummed, and one of the new things I'll go ahead and move into with Mandalorian uh, uh, is Taiki Watiti is not coming back. Of course, my wife probably doesn't know who that is, and for those of you who don't know who that is, that's the guy who directed Thor, uh, Ragnarok. He directed this season finale um, of Mandalorian Season 1 with Jon Favreau, who's overseeing the show. He produced it as well. Taiki is also doing the new Thor, uh for Love and Thunder. Um, Taiki's a great director. He's really, really good. I love his talent. So I was really excited watching his episode. I'm like, man, you could tell it's got his style to it, his flair. So I was kind of bummed that he's not going to be doing season two at all. It's only mainly only because of scheduling conflicts um, that he's not able to come in and do any episodes on season two, which kind of stinks, but there's a lot of cool stuff happening for season two, a lot of cool people coming coming. Rosario Dawson for one. Yes. She's like going to be her. there. So she's playing the Jedi uh, in there, which you would have, wouldn't would know who the character is, but it's okay. Um, but,
0: yeah, everybody crop because I <laughs> don't watch that stuff.
1: Oh, it's okay. I'm trying to learn her, guys. I promise. So, <laughs> um, But so that, yes, yeah, So for, for season two of Mandalorian, no Tyke this time. Um, but it's okay. Five still on board and it's going to be great. Another piece of movie news is that while we've been sitting here and a lot of movies have been put on hold as far as productions, Matt Reeves, The Batman... With Robert Pattinson um, And Colin Farrell And, and all them uh, They've had to Post or put Production on hold Because of the of the Coronavirus uh, But Matt has been Very vocal On a lot of things About the movie uh, While waiting You know he's let Fans know Because some fans had a concern Are you going to Change anything in the script He's changing nothing But he really started Talking about His Batman in this film Or Robert Pattinson's Batman And you know, it was a pretty Cool thing he put up The other day Talking about this it, He's pretty much really Finding Bruce is really finding his humanity in this film, um, because I mean we know Bruce's parents were shot, killed. That's what makes him become the Batman. But this movie's he's not going to tell an origin story, even though he said he'll have glimpses of the origin in there because you, you you got to his Batman. Um, but it's really going to be about him. This is the first two years of him being Batman. He's still trying to figure out what he's doing, who he is, how he's going to truly deal with this pain that he's got inside really that's causing him to be Batman This is the death of his parents. So it's all really you know a lot of it's gonna be about him finding his humanity, which is really cool because I think that adds a real good depth to the character that we've never had in any of the Batman films. Mm-hmm. Um and plus everything looks so cool. The Batmobile looks awesome. It's like it's like the Dodge Charger from Fast and the Furious films on steroids <laughs> with weapons. Like I love it. I'm super excited. We just don't have Vin Diesel driving it. Like I said we got little tiny Robert Pattinson. He's not tiny. He's actually pretty bulked up for him for this film. And the bat suit looks good. And uh, of course, we've seen pictures of it. It's kind of evolving throughout the film. So some of it's changing. You know, he's still trying to figure out what works, what doesn't work. And I think that's really, really cool. I'm interested. I can't wait to see the penguin. Can't wait to see the Riddler. Can't wait to see Catwoman. Like everybody's in this movie, except for Joker. We've heard nothing on Joker yet.
0: I'm excited about it. I actually like Batman. I want to see Robert's take on. On Batman.
1: I am too. Like, I finally got around to um, watching The Lighthouse with him and William Defoe, which I do not recommend for most people. Um, I didn't, I knew it was kind of an intense film, but did not know how intense and crazy it got uh, going to, into it because I kind of went in a little blind. And that's out there. It, it is an out there movie. But with William Defoe and Robert Pattinson, or at this lighthouse. They, they man this lighthouse for like six weeks or something like that, or they think, they don't know. I mean, you completely lose track of time. They lose track of time because they just go just absolutely insane. I mean, it's it gets crazy. You don't know at one point what's real, what's not real, what's hallucination, how long they've been there. It's absolutely an insane movie. And I will give it, William Dafoe has always been one of my favorite actors. I think he's one of those guys, when you put him on screen, he's very hard to outact. I mean, he's, I mean even Sam Raimi's, um, Spider Man, like he was amazing as Green Goblin, like in Harry Osborn, he was so good as that. He's great in everything he does. Um, so that uh, to me, that was like a high bar that Pattinson had to hit. And so watching that movie, I was like, okay, this is gonna let me know how good he'll do as Batman. If he can come close to William Defoe, even a little, you know, kind of close, then I'll feel comfortable with him being Batman. He was every bit as good as William Defoe. There was moments where I'm like, I liked seeing Pattinson on screen more than I did William. He blew me away with his performance. It was crazy. But again, don't recommend that for most people because it is out there, but, um, I have full confidence in him being Batman now.
0: I'm going to have to get it on that rabbit hole now and watch that movie. Oh man.
1: It's crazy. It is. It's crazy, crazy movie. So, all right. I hope you guys are excited about Batman. I am. I love Batman. As long as it's not a Joel Schumacher Batman, um, then I'm okay with it. Joel Schumacher for Batman's, by the way, for my wife, was Batman Forever and Batman Robin. So, Batman Robin's the worst Batman movie ever. There's nothing worse than Batman nipples on the suit and the Batman Visa card. I remember that. Oh That was gosh. from the 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was terrible. Terrible, terrible, but it's okay. So, next bit of news. Haven't talked about Godzilla a whole lot here lately, but I am excited to do that right now. Um, two things I really want to talk about. There's a... You know, of course, we're still waiting on the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer, but there's other things Godzilla going on. One thing is, is we're getting a Godzilla Monopoly game, which is supposed to come out later this month, and I'm super stoked for. Um, but game-related, everyone's heard of Magic the Gathering. I've actually never played the game, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, Magic the Gathering is coming out with a uh, uh, an upcoming expansion set called koria Lair of the Behemoths and there's a lot of monsters and well, behemoths in this but they have announced and shown that these add-on cards and of course I don't know how the game works so I mean for you guys to play I apologize for my noobness on this but you have got like these extra cards that you can lay down that are Godzilla characters you got Godzilla you got Gigant um, Space Godzilla, Mothra, a bunch of them. It's super freaking cool. So, they're like, they're super cards. You actually got um, Anguirus, the Armored Killer, uh, Baby Godzilla. I don't know why he's in it, but whatever. Byalante, um, Space Godzilla, Destroya, um, King Ghidra, Gigant. You got three Godzillas. You got the Doom Inevitable, the King of the Monsters, and the Primeval Champion. Um, King Zazar, you got two of his. Mothra, the Supersonic Queen. Rodan, Titan of Winged Fury. I'm um, sorry, you got another Space Godzilla one too. Um, so it's pretty cool. So you, these are collector cards. I'll be buying them, even though I don't play the game, because um, I'm a Godzilla fanatic and I want to have these Godzilla collector cards. But uh, um, so it's pretty cool that he's going to be in Magic: The Gathering. That says a lot because Magic: The Gathering's been around for decades, Long time. and yeah, it's it's the most popular card game mm-hmm. in the world. Um, so it's pretty cool that Godzilla's becoming part of that. The only thing that I find absolutely stupid though. Is when Space Godzilla came out in 1994, his beam, his ray that he shoots out like Godzilla does, was called a corona beam. Okay.
0: We got the corona for the magic (laughs) cards.
1: Yeah. Well, originally his card um, was called, um, I had it here a minute ago. Um, Where did it go? I just lost it. Um, It was, it was, uh, Something Corona Space Godzilla, okay, that was the card, and people pitched a fit about it, and they had to go back and change the card's name. So now it's Bio Quartz Space Godzilla. I'm like, really, like, that's that's pretty stupid. Like, 1994, he was it was the Corona Beam, and the card name had to deal with his Corona Beam, and but they had to go back and change the name. So now it's officially Bio Quartz. Space Godzilla.
0: That makes me feel like they're really suspicious now. Like we better not go get a Corona, which we don't I drink, know. but anybody else, or else you're gonna die. I mean, they
1: show that's like <laughs> Corona, the, the the beverage, their sales dropped. Wow. I'm like, I mean, come on, really? Let's have a little bit of an intelligence, okay? That makes me sad for this for this world, but oh, anyway, so, so yeah, so we got Godzilla Monopoly. Actually, Godzilla Jenga is coming too. The same company is doing the Monopoly, is doing the Godzilla Jenga, and we got Godzilla coming to Magic: The Gathering. So, really, really cool, man. We got Godzilla coming in a lot of games. I'm pretty excited because he's the king, man, the greatest pop culture icon ever.
0: What about the what are the robots called? Were you? With
1: them sock and bopping robots. Yeah,
0: I'd like to have that sock punch his head off that's no. all you we ever talk about. It would be
1: the one set you would get where like you had Godzilla and like you know, Ghidra or whatever, you know, and like whoever the bad guy is, his head pops off, but Godzilla's never does. Like it does, it's not even, it's, it's not super even glued. Yeah, it's super glued. It's, it's, or it was it's just impossible. made that way. It's you never gonna yeah, happen. You can't beat him. So, and one other thing Godzilla related to is that if you guys have seen online, Legendary is doing something really cool. They actually started, um, so we pre record this. It's Friday night. You guys, of course, listen to this Saturday morning. They started this Thursday, this past Thursday night. Um, it's the MonsterVerse watch-along event, and they're doing it, uh, of course, they did start Thursday. They're doing it again next Thursday and then the following Thursday, and it's the MonsterVerse movie. So Thursday night, they did Godzilla. Uh, next Thursday, they're doing King uh, Kong School Island, and then they're doing... Godzilla Kingdom Monsters. And what's cool is is it's um, it's all live. like they have people post pictures of them watching the movie. But then this event Thursday, this past Thursday, was hosted by Gareth Edwards, who directed the uh, first Godzilla film. And they released, legendary released, uh, some um, artwork for a new Titan um, that we've heard about but we haven't seen yet for an upcoming graphic novel. Uh, Gareth Edwards shared some really cool behind-the-scenes stuff that never was released in the original Godzilla film he did. Actually, there was apparently a scene... In the beginning of the film, um, where I assume um, where the first uh, Muto had broken out, and you see the old Godzilla skeleton, where I guess there were some miners um, that had gotten crushed or killed and they did prosthetic makeup work for these miners. And they showed he showed a picture of one and his jaws like all half ripped off and it was gruesome looking. That's so and, cool. But they cut it out in the movie. What? Yeah. I was like, what? I was like, I can't believe that. And then he did also state during this monster verse watch along that um, in the movie when Ford Brody, my least favorite character in the film um, falls on the boat after Godzilla kills uh, the female MUTO, and he, he gets the boat started to to get out away from San Francisco because the nukes on there before it blows, that uh, when he wakes up or he sees the helicopter light, originally that was the nuclear bomb exploding and he actually died. And so when he wakes up in the film, that's just kind of him afterlife dreaming of finding his his family again. And uh, I would have loved that so much more because I couldn't stand that character. So I would have been totally okay if he blew up the nuke. Um, but so, I mean, they're doing cool stuff like that. And of course, fans are really hoping, man, when this is all over, this three week watch along, we would be great to get the God's vs. Kong trailer because um, there's a lot of stuff coming out. Spoiler alert Pete Quint, just so you know, spoiler alert, I've stated it. Um, so please continue to listen. Don't don't fast forward. Actually, just wait. I much want to do Pete. You usually will like skip ahead a few minutes but i'm just gonna roll with it i'm gonna repeat it like eight times to make sure pete hears it <laughs> they've released or has been re- not officially but has leaked online pictures of the Godzilla versus kong figures that playmates doing and with it has come a lot of spoiler information especially with the kong um figure and those who haven't seen it spoiler alert Kong does wield a battle axe in this movie. That has me freaking pumped. He's got a beard and a battle axe. He's he's a monkey Viking. Like, I'm so excited <laughs> about this. <laughs> Legendary is doing their best to make sure. And they're trying to get me to go to the dark side. Like, you know, I'm a Godzilla fanatic and Godzilla's going to win, but they're doing everything they can to be like, no, man, root for Kong. He's got a beard and a battle axe. I'm like, oh, dude. <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be such, such a good movie. So there's a lot of cool Godzilla stuff going on. There's some other things, too, but we won't get into that, So um, which is still pretty neat. So if you guys get a chance and you're Godzilla fans, definitely check out the watch-along. It's pretty cool. I got to tag along a little bit last night before we put the kids to bed. Um, definitely want to make sure and get it next week, and then especially during Kingdom Monsters, because they're doing more stuff during the watch-along. is going to release... Maybe new photos or you know behind-the-scenes Easter eggs uh, that we didn't get or maybe we have missed or something like that. I do know there's still one Easter egg in King the Monsters that apparently nobody's found or nobody's told Michael Doherty about because he did state that when that Easter egg is found, he will sign a theatrical-sized poster and give it to that person for free. Nobody's claimed it yet, so there's still an Easter egg. I need to go back and actually just watch it. Because if anybody's going to get the Easter egg in that movie, it's going to be me.
0: You're going to watch it every day now, aren't you? I
1: practically do anyways. So, (laughs) I mean, I love that movie. It's so good. I'm not one of those just off-the-wall Godzilla fans like, oh, it's terrible. Y'all don't know what a Godzilla movie is. But it's all right. So one last thing, too really excited about, and we'll get into a song is it's fixing to come on. I've been, I've been antsy. Like I've been waiting. I've watched it already, but I'm waiting for it to drop digitally so that we can watch this because we got, you know, bloodshot came out. I watched it and it was great. It's not the best superhero movie ever. Um, there's a couple of movies that's come out that I've got a chance to watch, but the invisible man is coming, but I feel like it's taking for freaking ever to get here. I think it's like they haven't even on Amazon. They haven't even put when I just found out that, uh, the Blu-ray is scheduled for May, so hopefully we'll get it on digital in the next week or two. But they have not even released a date for their digitally yet, but I want Invisible Man. If you guys have not seen the trailer or seen this movie, it's absolutely unreal. Um, I'm a big fan of the Universal Monster films. Uh, Invisible Man probably was my least favorite of those original Universal Monster classics, even though it was still really good. Um, it's definitely my least favorite, but... Still a good movie. This new Invisible Man taken. there's been tons of them. I mean, of Invisible Man movies. You know, Abbott Costello did Invisible Man movie. Um, He ended up becoming the Invisible Soldier at one point in the 50s when they got all kind of campy. And, of course, you had the Kevin Bacon Hollow Man, you know, quasi-Invisible Man remake, which was... I didn't like that one for many reasons. But, so anyways, this new one um, with Elizabeth Moss is phenomenal. Like, it, it floored me. Completely blew me out of the water. Um, it deals with her character is dating um, the invisible, who ends up being the Invisible Man, um, and he's uh, he's a narcissist. He's pretty much narcissistic. And again, the, the movie is her. I'm not going to try and spoil anything here. Escaping from him, you know, because she's trapped.
0: Is he like abusive?
1: Yes, very much so. And so she leaves him, and all of a sudden, and of course, you see this in trailers. I'm not give anything away. Um, he dies supposedly, obviously he doesn't die. And you can tell that by the trailer and starts tormenting her, following her invisible. And so you've got this dude who's narcissistic that she's ran away from. Now he's torturing her on levels like you wouldn't believe. And it's insane. It is one of the, it's phenomenal. It is far superior to the original invisible man. So keep an eye out for it. Um, it's really, really, really good. I, it's not you know, one of those super hardcore horror movies where there's tons of blood, tons of language. I mean, there's not even no nudity, nothing in it. I mean, it's pretty good as far as a horror film. It's just super intense. And the way that they developed it with, especially because you see that, unfortunately, a lot today, um, narcissistic behaviors and, and relationships, it really relates it and puts it in, at home for a lot of people. So you instantly relate and attach to this girl. I mean, you either feel for her or you've been in her shoes type deal or something like that. So it instantly sucks you in and you're on a roller coaster ride the rest of the film. It's, it's so good. So for you guys who are stuck at home, like pretty much all, most of us are be looking for the invisible man. So it should be dropping anytime soon. Of course you can rent it now. Um, I recommend buying, but it is available for, for early access. Um, but the early access stuff is kind of expensive. I think it's like 20 bucks. Um, but when they release it for sale, so you can buy it digitally and stuff. It'll drop to probably like, you know, nine 99 to rent 14 99 to buy. When you guys get a chance, check it out. Absolutely phenomenal movie. It is so, 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 so good. So, all right, well, are going to give you guys a song real quick. And then we're going to jump into a little topic of what we're doing during the quarantine. And we want to hear what you're doing during the quarantine. So, uh, we will be back here in just a moment with that. But first played this band before you guys know, I'm a big fan of them. They're called fit for a King. um, I'm trying to remember what the last song was I played by them. I know I've played them a time when everything means nothing. I think it was the last song I played, but, uh, they got a new song. I was not new. The way I know, it is a new song. They just released it actually like a month ago called breaking the mirror. Um, phenomenal song. This band's super, super awesome, super heavy, super talented. Um, love these guys. And I've been listening to them for like the last couple of days. Actually them and wolves at the gates has been like the two bands i listen listened to a lot the last several days of my quarantine here. So hopefully you guys will like it. Um, Hopefully this will pump you up, but here's Fit for a King with Breaking the Mirror. and That was fit for a king with breaking the mirror and a uh, great song. I love that actually. That song was really cool for those who didn't um, really catch that because there's a lot of screaming. Um, it's really about uh, changing who you are, uh, not doing the same, being the same thing that you have always been, and uh, breaking the mirror, um, which is really, really. Really cool. I love love those dudes, man. They're great, great guys. So, all right. So for those listening, um, i of course I'm going to put a post up on uh, the Sledge Cash Facebook page, and of course you can comment us back on uh, Instagram. But I want to know what you guys are doing during quarantine. What's keeping you guys entertained and sane during this time? I know a lot of people have been watching uh, what's that, tiger thing. The something, Tiger King. The Tiger I've watched King. Watched that. No clue what it's about. I know somebody gets eaten by a tiger or something like that.
0: They think that this woman's husband, she fed him to her tigers. It's really? it's so much. I don't even know where to so start. So like
1: real life, Toby Hooper's eating alive. <laughs> like, do you know what I'm talking about? No. Okay, so there's a 1978, I think, movie. Um, I may be wrong on the date. It's been forever since I watched it. But about a, a guy, a, a hotel owner who's feeding these people to this massive crocodile he's got out back of his hotel, and it's called Eating Alive. Um, and you know, the police end up investigating him, thinking he's, you know, these people that go to this hotel to stay are disappearing, that he's feeding him to this crocodile, which he is. Um, so that's probably still way better than whatever this Tiger King is.
0: This show is like Jerry Springer Have you watched it? Meets the Zoo. It I really? don't know how else to explain it. Slash <laughs> Joe Dirt.
1: So we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> So, there's please tell me there's somebody on the, it with, with a mullet on this thing. Have you watched yeah, it? Yeah,
0: he has a mullet and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he bleaches it.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. I, so I, I'm not, even my mom put something on Facebook the other day about, or maybe it was yesterday or today, about sitting down and watching the Tiger King. I, I've seen tons of people on it and I'm just like, I'm not doing it, man. Yeah, I'm, not you are. On, I'm, I'm not gonna make on the, you
0: watch it now. You're I, gonna sit down and watch every episode with me.
1: How many episodes are there? I thought it was just like a movie.
0: No, I think it's uh, it's like a limited series.
1: Oh, like I can't remember series, how many no episodes. Deal.
0: So, yeah.
1: I mean, I rot my brain on some stupid stuff, so I guess I can give Tiger King a shot. At least she can laugh. I laugh all the time, anyway. So I'm just, you know, I live it's with cause you. Cause you live with me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. Um. So, so I know people are are you know watching movies. Of course, I'm on a lot of. Um, different fan or fan groups on Facebook, like I mean Godzilla fan books or fan groups. Sorry, um, and different monster movies. Uh, uh, bloody disgusting. dumb on in their groups. I of Japan's. You know, so seeing what a lot of people are doing. Actually, the one group I'm on's been doing a pretty cool thing. Like um, uh, Thursday was, I think, like, Wolfman Day. Friday was Creatures and Black Lagoon Day. So people were putting up, like, watching the movies or pictures and different artwork they've seen of the characters and stuff. So it's pretty cool. So seeing people do stuff like that to keep themselves entertained. Of course, I know a lot of people are doing crafts or home things like that. And, of course, kids that are home are doing homeschooling. We guess. People say they are. Hopefully they are. So... <laughs> Excuse may me. or may not be. <laughs> may or may not be. And of course, you know, I've seen a lot of friends uh, been playing video games, uh, especially a lot of classics, actually. Um, and I know uh, Final Fantasy VII just dropped, the, or not, the the remake of Final Fantasy VII, which is probably the most groundbreaking RPG game ever made. It was a four-disc game, three-disc game um, on PlayStation 1, and probably the most pivotal Final Fantasy game in the entire series um and definitely the most pivotal RPG ever made because it was just completely groundbreaking. Um, not my favorite. It's actually my second favorite. Um, my first one's Final Fantasy Tactics, but I, I won't lie, it's that absolutely phenomenal. And the remastered H D version finally came out uh for PlayStation Four. So a lot of people have been gotten their pre orders in and playing it. And um I think there's a new Call of Duty game or something like that. So there's a lot going on. So I wanna know. We're gonna talk about what we're doing uh, or what we've been up to for our quarantine time. And I'm gonna put a post on the Facebook page and I'm gonna put one on the Instagram. And I want you guys to comment, check it out. Let me know when you guys get done. What I want to know what you've been doing. Tell me sludge wants to know. I love you. Let me know what's been going on and what's been keeping you guys busy for me. It's been, of course, you know, work and the family stuff, but, uh, it's been movies and well, I got the new sludge stash episode. So If you guys haven't seen that, I have a new video show, um, part of the Cast has come out. It's going to be only a 15-minute show um, where I pull two th- two items from my collection, the Massive Nerd Vault, and talk about w- that item, You know the history behind it, why I think it's cool, why I made it in my collection, and then actually um am showcasing pictures of other people's collections. So that's a fun little cool new little segment, Sledge's Stash. It's going to be only on YouTube because it's all video. Of course, we share it out to Facebook and everything else. So I've, I've just started that here recently um, and then been watching – Movies. I haven't played many video games. A little bit. I've been playing God of War on PS4 a lot, but I haven't played it in probably about a month. Um, took a break from it. Just started playing Diablo 3. Again, go figure. Everyone knows that's like my favorite game. You uh, have a problem. It's still got the greatest replay value ever. Ever. Um, so I just started playing it. But really, it's been movies for me. Um, Bloodshot was one. Of course, that's a newer one. We've gotten a lot of new movies. Man, Bloodshot, Sonic, The Hedgehog. That um, was fun. It was great. I love Sonic The Hedgehog. If you guys haven't seen it, watch it. It is so much fun. Like It was really good.
0: Jim Carrey is so good at Oh my being gosh, bad. he
1: is phenomenal in that movie. I loved him as Dr. Robotnik. That was the best pick. Nobody could have done a better job than Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik. He's <laughs> phenomenal in it. Um,
0: I love the way you make them. <laughs>
1: yes, that's one. Have you guys seen it? When his, he's doing the little evil dance deal, and then his—I his, don't know—his little hitman guy. This his
0: assistant, his, his
1: assistant, standing with two like lattes, scares him. He's like, ah. <laughs> and he's like, I love, of course I do. I love the way you make them. Oh, he's great. He's so good in that. Um, it's a really, really good movie. I hope they do it. I know they will, but I can't wait to do another one. I thought it was awesome. For those who haven't seen it, quick little spoiler alert. Um, after a little bit into the credits, you get a post credit scene, and Tails shows up, mm-hmm. which was so cool. I remember watching with Gavin, and Gavin's like, it's going to be Knuckles. It's going to be Knuckles. I'm like, no, we're, you know, two games is too far. You know, I'm like, you got Sonic in the first game, Sonic and Tails in the second one. Knuckles didn't show up till the third third game. Um, which would be cool, though, because Knuckles is my favorite. Um, I love Knuckles, the Echidna. But it was so cool seeing Tails. And then to actually see him fly off mm-hmm. at Sonic speed was awesome. Like, I was like, ah, oh, just keep going. Why'd you stop now? Like, I want the rest of this. Just go ahead and give me a second movie immediately. Um,
0: I liked it when it showed uh, Dr. Robotnik. The way that you're used to seeing him on the
1: mushroom plant with the big mustache. Yes. Oh, yes, he nailed. I mean, I know he's not like fat like he is in the games, <laughs> but he nailed that look. Yep. I mean, to a T, so good. Uh, that was a great movie. We've watched it a few times. That was a good one we've watched. Um, me and you just watched uh, the new bad boys, bad boys for life. Mm-hmm. Um, great movie. Um, I love. Um, the Bad Boys movies. There's a bit of language in the series, but uh, it's a buddy cop film. I'm sure you guys listening have, have seen the movies. I mean, you got those buddy cop movies like Lethal Weapons, another one of my favorite buddy cop series. Uh, and of course, you got we'll go way back. You got Starsky and Hutch or even Dragnet wasn't so much buddy and cop it, buddy cop film series because it wasn't that much comedy. Um, but like Starsky and Hutch and Lethal Weapon and stuff, Bad Boys is obviously Will Smith and Martin Lawrence. This is the third film. And it was great. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Had a really cool twist to it. Because the other two don't really have a twist. They're just cop films. But this one's got a twist at the end that was really, really good. And so I hope they make a fourth one. I really hope they do. Because they set it up.
0: There probably will be, by the way, they ended it.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think it would be really, really good. Mm -hmm. So, this was... It was really good. Uh, Of course, Bloodshot. Now, Sarah, you haven't watched that one yet. No, but I want to. Oh, man, it was good. It's not you know, Avengers Endgame. game, you know, it's not a billion dollar making comic book superhero movie, but it was really, really good. I actually liked it more than some of the Marvel movies. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I liked it better. Daredevil. That's for sure. Not the TV series or the Netflix series. That's phenomenal. But the, you know, Ben Affleck, Daredevil, I think
0: everybody already knew which one you were talking. I would about. hope so. I would
1: just, just had to make sure, you know? Um, but, uh, I mean, it was better than that. you know, I mean, I actually, I put it on par with like Ant-Man, like Ant-Man was really good and fun. I thought Bloodshot was really good and fun. Um I didn't think it was super bad. Of course, I mean Vin Diesel, he's got his moments where he's just a phenomenal actor. There's a lot of times. kind of like The Rock. You know what I mean? Like they're they're really good actors, but I don't they're not phenomenal actors. They but they had their moments, I should say. When mm-hmm. I look at the Vin Diesel um the third uh, Riddick movie, which was called Riddick. I mean the first 40 so minutes of that film it's just him he's carrying the film by himself and a lot of it's a very marceau marceau type portrayal where there's not really him talking a lot and he's absolutely amazing in that movie um so i mean he's got great moments or the ending of fast and furious i can't remember the one that paul walker died in Uh, not not nine Eight. I
0: think it was like six or seven. Maybe it was I six or seven. But like count. that whole
1: end scene where mm-hmm. him and Paul Walker, well, I guess it's actually Paul's it's brother. His
0: brother, yeah. yeah.
1: And they CGI'd it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not even the original ending. Vin rewrote that and made that tribute to Paul. That will make me cry every time I watch it. It's so sad. But I mean, so Vin's got his moments and... It's kind of like, you know, with Bloodshot. It's great. It's not the best movie he's done. It's definitely not the worst movie he's done. Um, but it's really fun. It's I I really enjoyed it. It's very 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 entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Of course, now I've watched tons of older films.
0: Birds of Prey.
1: Birds of Prey. Yes, that, that was did come fun. out. We watched that. One. That was a fun movie. Um
0: I liked it because she skated. It kind of made me miss skating, though. Oh, I know, because you're fun.
1: you're all gimped up. It was good. Um, I like. I told a couple people, uh, friends of mine, watching Birds of Prey. I mean, it, it's very enjoyable. I, you know, I may watch it another time or two, but I mean, I wouldn't. It would, again, it's not an Avengers in-game film. Um, they kind of tried to go a little more, not as far as I mean, the language has got some language, but I mean, like they didn't try to go as like hardcore R-rated as Deadpool, mm-hmm. but they kind of went in the style as far as like just the breaking the fourth wall, especially with yeah. Margot Robbie's, with, with Harley Quinn. Um, but it's got a lot of really good fun moments. Actually, I loved um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the Huntress. She was great. She's like, her portrayal was awesome because she's very introvert, right? Yeah. Uh and awkward, very socially awkward, and she's an assassin, you know, and that makes it great for to have an assassin who is a socially awkward introvert, and makes her and then you know, you've got to put her with Harley Quinn, who's hundred and fifty percent opposite. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was it was good. I like that.
0: I liked it because you don't see a lot of superhero movies that have a lot of women in it, and it was, I don't know, it was just really cool to, almost empowering to show all those women. That could kick butt like that, right?
1: Right. Even Montoya, man, she was boss. She was. They did portray Montoya as an '80s like cheesy '80s cop, you know, from a movie. It was, and they even make jokes and quips about it. So they did really good. Actually, I think probably my least favorite character was Black Canary. Um, she was yeah. good, but I mean, I felt like she just didn't compete with the rest of them. You know what I mean? I liked her. She was, yeah, she wasn't bad. Like it was fun. I, I mean, the, I think the best part, other than Mary Elizabeth Winstead's. The Huntress, which I mean Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is she's phenomenal in it, mm-hmm. absolutely phenomenal. Um but it was opposite uh, obviously Ewan McGregor as the black mask. Yeah he, he was great. Yeah. I mean that whole scene where uh Black Canary first comes up and he's he's like, Oh look at my masks, you know, like he's very very eccentric. Mm-hmm. Very he put a really cool spin on the character that he didn't trail too off from the character too far off from the character in the comic books, but he did enough. He put some from some flamboyance on the character that to match the film. Definitely. Um, that made it really good. Uh, so it was fun. That was a good one. We watched,
0: um, I like where she couldn't eat her breakfast food.
1: Oh my gosh. The sandwich. <laughs> yeah. When she even said, she's like, I'm pretty sure that it's because his cheese is six months old or outdated or something like that. That's what makes it so good. Yeah. She was not happy about that. <laughs> that it was good. It was fun. Um, that, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, I'm trying to think what else new that we've watched. Now, I've watched a lot of older stuff. I've spent a lot of time kind of catching up on some older, especially like monster movies and uh, the sci-fi movies and horror movies that I remember watching as a kid. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of got to talking to Pete Quint uh, a couple weeks ago because he's going to be on next week's Monster. We stomped down. We did a test call and really made me think about a lot of movies I watched as a kid. And I'm like, man, I'd like to go back and see it again. And I brought one up, uh, Legend of Boggy Creek, which came out in the late 70s. Um, that was about the uh, Falk Monster. Um, it's F A F A U L K, which is actually a real life thing, um, in I think it's in, in Arkansas. Um, it was pretty much a Bigfoot, and uh, it was all in the news. Oh, of
0: course you would like that one. I
1: love that. Well, actually, my dad Mark showed me that because he loved that. As a, I guess he was like a teenager.
0: Oh, that's where it's come from. He's rubbed it off on you, so that's now right. I can go fuss at him.
1: Well, he's just going to tell you the same thing I am. It's because they're great movies. We have great taste. We know how to enjoy Thanks, stuff. Yes. <laughs> um, but so but so I got you know Legend of Boggy Creek, um, which is a great. It's kind of like a, It's probably the first uh, fake documentary film or mockumentary, um, because it's it's shot and done like a documentary, except for like the last maybe 15 minutes of the film. Um, but it's it's really really bad, but good at the same time. Like, it's very enjoyable. I remember as a kid. There's a scene at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie where the the Falk monster reaches through this guy's going to going to the bathroom to take a crap and it reaches through the window at him and he like runs out in his trousers. It's hilarious. I remember that as a kid and it totally enjoyed it just as much <laughs> as an adult watching it last week or whenever it was. Um so I watched it and uh oh man, wasn't there's was another one I'd seen.
0: That makes me think of exists. isn't that exists? Exist. it's some documentary?
1: Now it, yes. Remember. Yes, but yeah. Exist is a whole other level. I'm actually a huge fan. I think Exist is probably the greatest found footage film that's been made. Aside from you, I'm not a big fan of it, but you got to give props where props is due. Blair Witch, mm-hmm. um, and it was the same guy. The guy that did Blair Witch did not do another found footage film ever. He because he did, that was the only one he did, and he was done. But then he came back and he did Exist. Kind of did. I felt like he kind of was like. He made the found footage genre what it was with Blair Witch, and then he had a million people making these movies, and most of them sucked. Yeah. And he finally came back and said, Okay, let me show you guys how this is really done and just smack them all because it exists is phenomenal.
0: I do like that movie.
1: Like, it is super intense and super good, great story. And then the effects of the creature are outstanding. Um, and so I mean, for those who like the found footage genre, if you've not seen Exist, that's worth checking out. Like that was a really, really good film. Um,
0: there was one movie you said that is it Pete Quint that does another podcast? Yes, he does. He had talked about Good, good another, beer, Bad Movie Night. Sorry, he had talked about another movie, and you actually have it on DVD. What was that?
1: Oh, yes. They had just done uh, Kroll. Yeah. That was one I watched, too. Their last episode was was a 1985-ish film, something like that, called Kroll, which was like Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars, I guess is the best way to describe it. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Um, it's... It's... It was... It had so much potential to be great. Like, it really did. Uh, they but tried so hard. It is not. And uh, and so they did an ep- so his, they just aired that episode uh, of for Good Beer, Bad Movie Night for Krull. And I listened to it, and it was hysterical. And I messaged Pete. I'm like, man, I haven't watched this movie since I was a kid. And I'm about to go back and find it. And so I found a version of it online and watched it and enjoyed how bad it was. The horse scene, the fiery horse scene, is probably one of the best things ever. They're riding these horses that are going so fast. This, I, I'm using my quotation finger for those who can't see. Going so fast that their feet are on fire. Okay? Which is awesome. Like, that, is, that should have been the coolest scene ever filmed. Ever. And But it should only lasted like 20 seconds. This is like seven minutes <laughs> of bad matting and horseback riding and terrible flames. Like, totally ruined it. Like, you like... The minute in, you're like, they're still riding these horses.
0: Their feet should be gone in seven minutes.
1: It was bad. It was so bad. So, but a lot of potential, terrible, terrible movie. But so I ended up watching it that day and messaging Pete. And I was like, Hey man, I watched, you know, crawl and we were talking about it back and forth on, on messenger. And then I get done and go upstairs and I had to put some new movies that I had gotten on the DVD shelf. And there was this little white DVD sleeve Sticking out, I was like, "What is this?" And I pull it out, and it's freaking Crawl. Totally forgot I had that movie on DVD, so it made it for a great day. So yes, I watched Crawl on the rake. Um, really, really bad. I was been hunting for a movie. Um, of course, now you guys know that I'm a I love monster movies, and the cheesier or lower budget sometimes usually means the better, in my opinion. And I remember one as a kid that I've been trying to find for a long time called Terror in the Swamp. And it was, actually came out the year I was born, 1985. And uh, I remember watching this kid, but I got, a, I got a few memories. I remember these two, it takes place in Louisiana. So a lot of real southern um, bayou hillbillies, um, real bad in this movie. But these two brothers in it, that cracked me up. I love the characters. And then, of course, it's a monster in the swamp. And so I loved it. It's kind of like a Bigfoot-esque type monster but I don't remember much other than a few scenes and I've been trying to find it and I can find it on eBay on VHS for like usually around like 20 bucks all the way up to $50. It's really hard to Man. find. Like it never came out on DVD, never came out on laser disc, new world pictures um, is which used to be owned by Roger Corman. Um, they That's who released like um, nightmare on Elm street, Godzilla 1985, Transylvania, you know, Transylvania, six, 5,000. That was a great movie. Um three five six five thousand, Yeah. That's actually a really good movie, with Jeff Goldblum. But it, so, anyways, um, I finally, after hunting for I don't know how long, I found a copy of it online and was able to get a copy of it and watched it. And I lo- I had fun. Like it was it was really good to reminiscence on this movie. But then I forgot what the creature really was, and I was like, this was digging bottom of the barrel for a monster this time. So, Terror in the Swamps monster is a half man, half nutria. <laughs> So for those Northerners who are listening, or people who's not lived or raised from like Florida, you know, Southern Alabama, Arkansas, or Louisiana, you know, the real Southern swamplands, uh, a nutria is like a giant rodent, like a muskrat almost. Um, yeah, that's it. So that's <laughs> that's what this thing is: half <laughs> nutria, half man, and. Thank the Lord! You can hardly most of the time you see the suit; it's really dark or it's covered in shadows. So, because um, I'm sure if it was up close, like that suit probably rivaled the Bigfoot suit from Creature from Black Lake, which was very bad. That was dollar store suit in that movie, which I paid fifty dollars for that movie. <laughs> That's terrible. There was this one. I mean, Creature from Black Lake was another Bigfoot horror movie in Louisiana terrible 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 movie um but it kind of got cult status especially for one horrible scene not not horrible it's just so out there um one of the hunters that's hunting this bigfoot uh puts his gun down and goes to pee and the bigfoot's on the other side of the tree and he no longer is a man so we'll just leave (laughs) it at that so um it was just terrible terrible and uh but that uh, it was a hard to find film for a long time and I ended up finally finding a copy years ago, way before I met my wife. Um I think I paid forty six dollars and some change uh for that movie. I now mean, you, you know can why get Because it like, that one scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's the only reason. But now you can find because somebody ended up re releasing it, but a uh, bootleg copy now. So now you can get it for like twenty bucks, ten bucks, something like that. I'm like, that stinks. But that's you know, that's part of it. Um Then there's a few other ones. VFW is a new movie that's recently come out that I want to watch and I haven't watched it yet. That looks really good.
0: Looks different.
1: Looks intense. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, Invisible Man. We're waiting for that one to drop. We just got Doolittle today, but I haven't watched it. But I know the kids started watching it, the new Robert Downey Jr. one. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been a lot of movies for us.
0: We watched the uh, Eddie Murphy Doctor Doolittle the other day. Right,
1: we did. I forgot that was a great. That was a really good movie. It was fun. So now you've been watching just. You've been you binge watch shows. You do a lot of crime dramas. is it would you call a crime drama? Yeah, because they're you, you watch like the real life stuff. I like
0: to watch the real life stuff, yeah, to see what happened, which after just, everything. Well, I like the psychology behind it,
1: right, right. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. So I don't know why you're not in like the forensics field or a detective somewhere.
0: Well, I actually started to go to school for psychology originally.
1: And there you go, guys. You just learned something new about my wife that I just learned new about my wife. So you know how. that's I Or I'm that. just trying to
0: figure out how to get away with
1: it. Uh, well, hopefully it's not that part. <laughs> so you know, hopefully Pastor Pastor Steve's listening to this. <laughs> to
0: and get a laugh insurance nudge policy. Nudge dawn. <laughs> and
1: like, hey, we need to we need to pray for Chase and Sarah. Hopefully she doesn't kill him. Um, but do you do do you, do you like those? <clears throat> and some of those are do get interesting. Um, But then there's one show, though, you get into a lot, and that's the hoarding shows.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got some family members that have that problem, and it just, uh, I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't know. It just catches my attention, and I can't stop watching it. I will watch show after show after show before I know it. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. And I've been watching these people that like to pack boxes in their house. Oh my
1: gosh! I, I watch like I'll sit down and try and watch an episode or two with with you, and within thirty seconds of watching it, I want to get up and clean the house. <laughs> like, and we're clean. Like we we're OCD. The clean two of us, freak. and yeah. we've got to keep things organized and clean. So we keep our house very clean. So yeah. when I see that stuff, I'm like. Man, I gotta get them clean. Oh, it's, oh man, I know we're clean. The house is already clean, but I need to do something it's more. It's gonna
0: help those people. Oh my gosh, yeah, it is.
1: It's it's insane. Um, it's, you like, watched, it's
0: really sad, really.
1: Yeah, it, because it seems like a yeah. lot of it's.
0: It's it's a form of obsessive compulsive disorder.
1: That's gone very south, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Most of them. but um, you watch that. You watch? Well, you did watch. We watched. Daniel isn't real. It that was interview? really good. <laughs> really, really good. Take it. on schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty intense film. It's dark. But yeah. It was darker than we thought going into it. Um, but it was very interesting, you almost didn't know there at the end. Yeah. Um, I don't know, don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't seen the movie. Daniel isn't real, but you know, I mean going through it, it's really deals with schizophrenia. Daniel's mom is schizophrenic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts to develop symptoms about, you know, he, as a kid, he had an imaginary friend named Daniel. Um, what was his name. Luke is the main character. Luke. Yeah. Um, has a friend, uh, imaginary friend named Daniel, that he ends up having to lock up um, in his mother's dollhouse. Is how his mother gets him to to get rid of his friend, imaginary friend. But then he comes back. Um, he, he Luke leaves college to come home, and his mother is in bad shape. Ends up having to put her in a mental hospital. Um, but then he opens the door for Daniel to come back, his imaginary friend. And then it just goes, it goes, it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So it's very. Very it's a
0: psychological thriller. I would yeah, say
1: it. definitely. So it was interesting, and the scene where there's a scene in there where where Daniel tells Luke, "Let me take over." That was crazy. Yeah, crazy And Daniel's played by Patrick Schwarzenegger, uh, mm-hmm. Arnold's son, and did he does a phenomenal job. Yeah, really good job. Um, in that scene though, it's it's wild because it, it almost looks like um, when Luke lets Daniel take over. The driver's chair, their body, pretty much. It um, also it's like he's going to kiss him, but he's but he's not. And their face like starts to mold, like morphing and, into yeah, each other. Like one's mm-hmm. changing the other one. It's it was wild.
0: But it almost <sighs> looked like practical effects. It did. I yeah. think it was.
1: It was. Like, mm-hmm. It had to have been practical effects the way it looked. So I
0: love practical effects.
1: I'm Better than CGI any mm-hmm. day, definitely. So um, I'm trying to think what else we've. I mean, that's it's a lot of. I mean, because by the time we're done, at least for me, like. If I get a chance to sit down and relax, I'm usually watching something. I mean, because I'll get my Bible stuff done like during the day, and everybody knows I'm a Christian and stuff, and I'll do my studies early, or our pastor's been doing some awesome devotions every morning. And then at the end of the night, I sit down, and I'm like, I need to veg on some bad TV, some some terribly crappy movie that was made on a shoestring budget, um, which is my favorite thing to do. I love that. Actually, I told Josh Bramlett from the protest, um, years ago. Uh we watched uh I think we watched the outing. Um 1987's The Outing. Um it's about a genie uh in a bottle horror movie that gets stuck in this museum with these kids that decide to spend the night there. Uh, great movie, actually. The genie is voiced by Jackson Boswick, who um was the nineteen seventies Shazam in the T V mm-hmm. series. I actually got to interview in Jacks interview Jackson last year. And got his autograph, and uh, it was a great experience because he's got all this Shazam stuff on the table. Had a great time with him. We we got a great interview, and when the interview was over, I was like, "Hey man, would you mind signing an autographing something for me?" He's like, "Absolutely." You want one of these Shazam pictures? Do you bring like a Shazam thing? And I hand him this outing DVD, and he looked, or VHS. And he looks at it for a minute, and he looks at me, and he's like, 30 years I've been doing conventions." <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever brought this to me before. You are the one guy, and uh, he's like, "I forgot I did the voice for the genie in this." I said, "Yeah, man." I'm like, "That was awesome." That's going like with you know Fanboy Expo. I, I hope because they had to reschedule it that Christopher Lambert, you know, the guy who plays Highlander, um, and of course he played Raid in Mortal Kombat, and he's played a lot of a lot of other great roles. He's going to be there, and I'm like, I mean, Mark's joked around about it. It's like, I'm going to be the one guy in line, like everybody in his line, which is going to be massive for Christopher Lambert. They're going to have, like, Highlander T-shirts and Highlander movie posters or or Raiden movie posters, you know, just all this big stuff that he's done. And I'm going to be the one dude in line with my Greystoke Legend of Tarzan VHS tape from, like, back in the 80s. And it wasn't even, like, an action film. It was a drama but it's amazing. Like I love that movie.
0: They'll remember you for that stuff,
1: bring uh, in yeah. the because I'm cooler than everybody else when it comes to that. Like I'm the one dude. It's like knows their one embarrassing thing that they've done in their history or their career, and I bring <laughs> hey, it. Up, yeah, and I bring it to light for them. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, you remember when you did this really crappy movie? Yeah, it's the best <laughs> you've ever done. Here, sign this for me. Like most <laughs> of them will probably punch me or something. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, everyone goes to see D- Dolph Lundgren, you know, he's going to be there at Fanboy Expo, and they're like, you know, Rocky Four or the Expendables films, or even I'll give him, you know, Punisher. Nah, I'm totally bringing Big Showdown in Little Tokyo. Like, like <laughs> the one movie that it's probably an embarrassment for him, I've got to bring it out. God, um, I, I am that guy. I, you know, I like those bad movies, like, that just weren't really good. But a lot of movies, like, I mean, so many good companies from back then, they did that. Uh, uh, Cass Hearn, uh, Cass Heron, I can't remember the name of the, the movie company. Man, they pumped out, like, 80s action flicks, like none other. They're the ones that did the missing in action movies with Chuck Norris. Um, they did the Rambo films. They did Iron Eagle.
0: Those were, like, straight to video. People, uh, other than they? the Rambos,
1: most of them, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, like, the missing in action ones were. Um, so, I mean, like... But they're great. Like, I love those. I was telling you, know, I started this. I'm, I'm ranting now at this point. My wife doesn't do a good job at bringing me back and reeling me in here. I'll
0: go off um, on a tangent with you. Sorry. But
1: uh, you know, I was telling Josh Bramley from the protest, a lot of those lower-budgeted films, they have to try harder. Like, the ones that care, that really are trying to make a movie and a good movie, uh, they have to do all they can and try harder to make the movie as good as possible because they're working on a shoestring budget and and i have that in the back of my mind all the time watching a movie like that uh, i think of a uh, a movie called blue monkey it came out in the 80s i remember watching as a kid with my dad we were we were driving back home to indiana or somewhere and we said had to stay at a hotel loved it it's like an insect version of alien inside a hotel inside a, a hospital it was really really good and the movie's like there's no blue monkey in it there's these group of kids uh that are that have cancer that are in this hotel or in this hospital, and uh, they come across and see this insect uh, that, that this monster that's in this ho- this hospital that's killing people, and uh, they find this cop who's a main character and played by Steve Railsback, who was a great actor in the '80s, um, and they're like, "Oh, we saw, we saw," and he's like, "What'd you see?" And they said, "We saw the blue monkey," and that was just a dialogue line, and because the movie originally came out as, and it was called Insect. But it just didn't really catch, so they changed the name to Blue Monkey, and then it became more popular. And that that release underneath that that's a great movie.
0: You have that maybe on VHS. It's on the yeah. it's
1: on the VHS collector's mm-hmm. wall. Like for those who who know, who have seen pictures or know what the Nerd Vault is, I have a lot of stuff on display, and there's a VHS collectors section, I guess, of like some of my favorite rare VHS films. Um That includes. The outing VHS original VHS signed by Jackson Boxwick. It's got uh, the Blue Monkey VHS um, creature from Black Lake. Um, it's got the two original because they've been released on DVD now, but the two original VHS releases for the nineteen thirties, nineteen forties Batman serials that came out. They're on there. Um, I've mean, I got like the original. Excuse me, the original Star Wars and the original Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, not the re-releases, the original VHS releases by uh, Fox or CBS. Yeah, thanks, Fox. But so the original cases, they're on there. So because VHS is still the greatest format ever been made. I'll argue that. And it is okay because it look it looks great.
0: He's already getting defensive. Like I am. I'm about to say I'm, something. That's like I'm used to. Mark I being agree here. with you oh, because see. it makes me feel nostalgic because that's what we grew up watching. Well, besides Beta, but
1: yeah, but there wasn't a whole lot of selection on Beta.
0: I remember when I was a little girl, I used to wear this one tape out. I actually tore it up because I watched this movie over and over and over again on the Betamax. And it was rented.
1: Oh, no. What was it?
0: Cinderella.
1: Really?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: That is not a movie I would like. I was a little girly like, girl. I watched it over again. That's actually yeah. one of the things that I did as a teenager um, was repair VHSs and VCRs for uh, the local video store. And uh, that's how I made money. Didn't know that. Uh, yep. So if you knew me, I could have fixed the Betamax for you. But if it was Cinderella, I probably would have wasted my time. But you know, it is what it is. Chase,
0: I was... I know I'm older than you. You're only like three years older than me. I don't think you were repairing VHSs at that point in time.
1: When did I start doing it? I mean, I started early. Like I was pretty.
0: i was in diapers, and I was fixing. Oh man! I mean,
1: I came out. I I I came out with cigar in my lip, top hat on, (laughs) quoting Martin Scorsese films. That was me. So, but uh, so yes, I mean that's what you know we've been doing. I've been. We've been watching some newer movies together, and I'm watching a lot of older horror movies or monster movies, uh, kind of reminiscing from my from a day. I've introduced Gavin to mo- some monster movies. Um, he's gotten really big into. He loves Alligator. It's a 1980 film um, about a alligator that gets washed down the sewers um, and then grows to a ginormous size because um, this lab in the area is testing a growth hormone on puppies. And once the they're done with the test subjects, the puppies, they just kill them and throw them in the sewer, and this alligator's been eating them, and he grows to massive sizes. Um, great fun movie, and he's he Sounds loves it. fun. Oh, it is. It's so good. <laughs> um, but uh, so he watched it. Then we watched. Um, I think we watched Deep Blue Sea the other day. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. So uh, no, no Anaconda. That's what we watched. We watched Anaconda. We watched not Deep Blue Sea. Did you so, scare him? No, he loves it. He's asked me how many times to watch Alligator uh, again and Anaconda. He likes it. Although now we're having to watch it, though. This is where Sludge is kind of, we got to make sure and check him. I came home the other day, um, had to do one of the rare trips out during this time to get some essentials that we needed, and he was watching The Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) It's like, come on.
0: I don't think you can watch that yet, buddy.
1: No, like I don't mind him watching the, the monster stuff. I mean, that's got some language in it. It's like no, 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 no. Um He's like, come on! Like,
0: I've told him he has to stay off the plagues.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like we got some things you just you can't. You're six years old. Well, now, so now he's watched. um A- The reason why probably is he's watched Alien versus Predator with me and Jada. And Alien versus Predator's PG thirteen. There's no language in it. And of course, you see the predators and the aliens in it. And he he liked it, so he probably was thinking. Oh, here's another Predator film. Let me watch. No, this is not the same. This is not a PG-13 movie. Um, but so he's, he's getting into the monster movies, too. I won't get him to watch Critters soon. I think he'll enjoy that. We're
0: going to have to get Colton into this stuff.
1: Colton can't, man. Our, our, we got two sons. We got Gavin and Colton. Um, and uh, Gavin gets into the monster stuff. Colton, he, he can't do it. I don't think he gets too scared. He'll be looking for Krites underneath his bed, like at night. If you watched Critters, like be <laughs> like,
0: crawling in bed,
1: <laughs> like, like what's what's matter, bud? they the, the critters. <laughs> I love that movie. That movie is so much fun. I don't know anybody who doesn't like Critters. Just doesn't know what a good movie is. That's so much fun. My favorite scene is when one of the Krites is arguing with a stuffed animal toy of ET.
0: You know, I actually don't think I ever saw. It, oh, you just oh, it's so good. I've always wanted to. My parents wouldn't let me watch that, but they let me watch Nightmare on Elm Street.
1: That makes a lot of no sense yeah, whatsoever. So
0: and it. Yeah. Oh
1: man, well with uh, Tim Curry, yes, was, mm-hmm. that, that was that. Was, I remember watching that as a kid. I was talking to Pete too, and he's like, "Well, yeah, you know, what would you watch? Watch as a kid? Like, oh, my dad, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, Pumpkinhead, the thing." <laughs> and he's like, "Your dad let you watch those as a kid, yeah." <laughs> He's like, that's probably what's wrong with you. Then, <laughs> well,
0: you know, they also wouldn't let me watch uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I first time I'd ever seen that. I was like twenty. Really? Yeah, but I they mean, let told me told watch me before, the, other, the other movies. I, I don't tried don't to understand. act surprised,
1: like I didn't know that. Like, oh, that's the first time you've told me that. <laughs> that's unbelievable, Leslie Jean Knipe. This is my wife's name. How <laughs> dare you? Um, so, and it's crazy because I mean, you do you want you want to kind of you, you know some things you don't want your kids to see, and I get, but. Um, Nightmare on Before Christmas versus Nightmare on Elm Street. That makes zero sense. Now, I mean, of course, now I was the kid that, like, like, growing up where my mom, of course, you know, definitely tried to monitor what we, we watched. So, you know, TV, you know, we watched, like, Gospel Bill and, um, Super Book and, uh, you know, a lot of Christian shows. And a lot of them were great and I loved them. Actually, I loved Gospel Bill. That was a fun, very fun show for me. Um, but, uh, you know of course I snuck around and was like I got to watch the ThunderCats. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to watch my Power Rangers or well originally it was like ThunderCats, you know, uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles. I did get to watch Johnny Quest and got the Godzilla Power Hour which was back to back with my dad a lot so that was cool. But when it came to the movies, no, you know, I had to really sneak or get up late at night to watch something or watch it at a family member's house cuz I was like I want to see that. Like I remember from dusk till Dawn watching that. I think mm-hmm. I was like 9. Should not have watched that when I was nine <laughs> no. years old when it was, you know. But I was like, I gotta see this, you know? Like a bunch of people shooting vampires in the you know, in a big bar or something. It just looked fun and entertaining. And it was very entertaining, but there was definitely stuff in there I shouldn't have seen. Um at that age. So I mean you definitely yeah. That's why we gotta keep filters on there our kids. Um, so that they're you know you can watch Sonic. You can watch, you know, this or that. Don't <laughs> watch Predator. the Predator, you know. Which again, it's just a bunch of muscle dudes, but they drop some some curse words, so We don't want the little guy watching that stuff. But, um, so that's been pretty much us. I mean, the boys have been playing a lot of video games and, um, the girls have been creative, creating things or talking on their tablets with friends and things like that. Mm -hmm. We're staying pretty sane. So we've ranted about our movies and shows. I want to know what you guys listening have been doing. So, I mean, I'm always up for more movie suggestions. Shoot me some, uh, new friend of, of, uh, Mine, we'll call him a friend now because you know, I think we're we're getting there. Um, his name is Charlie. Um, he started listening to our show, uh, was it last month? I'm trying to remember if it was last month. He'd add, he'd subscribe to the show, anyways. And he's got his um, own page now. And I'm trying to find the page name real quick because I do want to promote that because it's pretty cool. It's an action movies page. And I know where are you at, Charlie Chase. There he is. Uh so his name's Charlie Chase, but he's got a cool little Facebook thing now, uh, group page, um, called Give Me Back My Action Movies, which is really cool. Cause there's a lot of fun, like it's a lot of eighties action movie stuff. And uh like he put on a uh the other day of like um what's the you know, five action movies you can't not watch or whatever. It's like five greatest ones. And I love them. Like, you know, Die Hard, Predator Two, I mean Terminator Two. Um so Charlie Chase is a new guy that's been listening to the show and um so, I mean, Charlie, dude, I just name dropped you, so you got to message me and let me know or comment on the page, you know, what what movies are you watching? And, and he puts cool little things, like he put a screenshot or a picture of his work in home office or he, or the office he's working from, and he's watching some 80s action flick, and he's like, what, what was Charlie watching today? And I was That's like, crazy. I don't know. What are you watching, Charlie? Cause <laughs> I don't I can't think what that movie is. What?
0: Well, I just thought back. I, I watched all of the Back to the Future films. That's
1: right. You did.
0: Never seen them before.
1: You're thirty one.
0: Thanks for telling everybody. <laughs>
1: I'm th- sorry. I'm 35. It's thirty five. It's 30s. it's not that bad. So, but I mean, you're so, and you've never. But you've never seen them. No. That see, and I remember you saying that to me. I'm like, I cannot believe you've never seen those movies because I watched those real young. I was definitely a kid watching those movies. I loved those movies.
0: Well, and it's funny because I've heard people say lines from those movies, uh-huh. and I think they're hilarious, and I don't know what they're from. And now that I've watched them, I'm like, oh, okay.
1: I think your favorite one's from that, if I can if I can name it, is Great Scott. Because oh, you were laughing like every time Doc said that. <laughs> like I always heard it.
0: Where we're going, we what is it? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Oh yeah. We're going, we don't
1: need roads. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's so, so good. Those movies are great. The third one honestly is my favorite one. I love the third one. Did you finish it?
0: Yeah. I liked all of them. They're, I can't really. really place which one I like the most honestly
1: I just I don't know why I loved, loved the third one I love the western vibe of it mm-hmm. when him and um, oh, what's his name the dude he's got to have the uh, shoot off with there at the end
0: yeah it's bad I can't remember his name oh man starts it starts with a
1: B I can't think of it either but I love I love that that movie mm-hmm. that one was great plus I like the train the train time machine was really cool that was really nifty
0: well I don't know that the third one is my favorite now because I don't like that it ended it kind of made me sad.
1: Oh, that was all over. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, it happens. It's got to come to an end sometime. Those are movies I'm like, don't ever remake those because nah. they nailed them the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, you would totally screw it up if you redid those. So hopefully they don't. I don't think they ever would.
0: No, they're great. Where oh, yeah. they are.
1: Yeah, those were good ones. I'm glad you watched those. Those are really good classical films to watch. So, so yeah, guys. So let us know, man. Let me know. I want to know what you're watching, what you're doing, what games you're playing. You got some movie suggestions. You know, I'm down to watch something I maybe haven't seen before. actually got to finish watching The Ship of Monsters because next week and for the next episode of uh, SledgeCast is the monster movie stomp down. And we've got great special guest Pete Quint uh, for this episode uh, from Good Beer, Bad Movie Night. Um, he's joining us for the movie that he schooled me on. I, you know, the last uh, couple episodes back, I challenged him on, uh, yeah, on finding the monster movie that Sledge has never seen, which my thought was I've seen every monster movie that you can think of that's American-made or English-made or German or Asian. Mm-hmm. Never once thought about a Mexican-made monster movie ever until you know, post-Del Toro coming on the scene, you know, Guillermo del Toro movies. And he sure did. 1966 Ship of Monsters. Never heard of it. So I'm excited because it looks super cheesy. But that's going to be the next episode this month. This monster we stop down is going to be the Ship of Monsters with our special guest, Pete Quint. Uh, super excited about that. So if you got some movie suggestions, throw them my way. Just don't watch movies with the GD in it or anything with nudity um, or sex scenes. So if it's got that, you know, give me a good heads up so I can be forewarned and skip past it because usually I won't watch those type of films or films with that in there. Um, like my version of Predator 2, there was unfortunately some nudity in that movie, but my version has got it edited out, you know, so I can watch it, enjoy Danny Glover beating some alien behind. I actually love Predator 2, that's probably my favorite one of the entire series. And it's probably the least favorite of most fans. Most of the time people are like, oh, Predator 2 is the worst. I love Predator 2. Like, it was so good, man. I loved it. I love it, because Danny Glover's awesome. He was more believable than Arnold Schwarzenegger, to me, Finding the Predator, because it was just more, I don't know, it's great. Anyways, so yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for tonight's episode. So again, hope you guys are enjoying your time in quarantine. We, we really are. Um we've gotten to spend a lot more time, you know, as a, as a family hanging out, doing things. Strangling um, each other. Strangling each other, punching. We got sock 'em boxing gloves or whatever. Um, I just, you know, get a baseball bat and go to town. No, <laughs> just kidding. So um it's been I mean, you know, I've seen a lot of people it's like, Oh, we're going to stir crazy. We really haven't, you know what I mean? Like we've Really kind of kept her cool because, especially you, my wife. she have been you've been down since like February 10th, right?
0: 9th is when it happened. I've been I've been cooped up. I've been cooped up for years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you've been yeah. So since she broke her ankle February 9th, she really you haven't gone anywhere. So and for that long because that's much longer than the the quarantine time that we've been in so far. You've done really well, really well. Yeah, I so. don't
0: want to hear anybody whine.
1: Everyone's like, "Oh, I've been in my house for two weeks," and there's like, "I've been in my house for three months." Like, (laughs) (laughs) don't say anything. But uh, so, anyways, hope you guys are having fun. Hope you guys are being blessed. We are praying for you guys and everybody constantly that you're safe uh, and hopefully staying entertained and having a good time the best that you can. And for those, um, you know, hopefully everyone that you know listens is working or still working, or if you haven't, Mm. praying for you and praying that you get the jobs returning soon. I know they're looking and trying to get that as quickly as possible. Actually, just saw that Governor Abbott in Texas is talking about a new executive order in the next week or so to get some jobs open or some businesses open back up. that That's had to close down. So we'll get there. I mean, we're hanging in together. And, um, I mean, this is, this is America. There ain't nothing we can't get through, you know. And uh, as long as we're together, we'll do it. And so – Hopefully you guys just keep trucking with us, man, and let us know. Give me some movie, movie suggestions. Give me something you think Sludge hasn't seen, and I would love to watch it. Any genre, because if it's a monster movie, it's probably not going to happen. But unless you're Pete Quint, Pete Quint seems to know what I've not seen. I think he's got a little black book somewhere of, like, this is what Chase has never seen. You
0: can look for some dramas.
1: I won't watch drama.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's not true. I will watch some drama. Some drama. It's got to be good. Like uh, Powder. Have you ever seen Powder?
0: No, but I think I've seen. Do you have that upstairs? No, you I got have the Plex. On Plex with that's Sean Patrick
1: Flannery. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Love it. I mean, that's that's more of a uh, a drama.
0: Ask him if he's seen A Walk to Remember.
1: Oh, we've discussed that early on in the show. <laughs> yes, Sludge has seen A Walk to Remember. If I'm going to watch a chick flick, it's totally Walk to Remember because that's the best there is. Post, well, you can't really call any John Hughes flicks chick flicks. They're more teen.
0: Teen yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was, I mean, 16 Candles was pretty close to a chick flick, even though she was a weird teenager.
1: science. Not totally not chick flick, but no, but
0: that was a chick good chick movie. There. It was a great
1: movie. Yeah. I mean, what teenage boy wouldn't want to build their own perfect girlfriend, you know? I was like so. Um, John Hughes looks great, but so, I mean, so yeah, so I guess the greatest love story, and I've always stated this, that's ever been on film is the 1933 King Kong movie. Um, but. You know, the original Beauty and the Beast. But Walk the Member is phenomenal. I love Walk the Member. It's a great movie. Depressing. It's depressing. Well, that's life, okay? No, I'm just kidding. It's not life. Life <laughs> doesn't have to be depressing. It can be very joyous. I mean, because our life normally is. Um, But that's a good movie. I won't knock that movie. I can't think of any other chick flick I would watch, though.
0: You haven't given any of them a chance. Because they suck. Them. Mm-mm. You yes. don't know that.
1: No, I take it back. I watched uh I watched notebook. I didn't have to watch that movie.
0: I have to watch that the way you said that. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and it that wasn't was, me. I didn't make you watch no. it. Uh, it was terrible. Um then there was that other one. I, I, I made know. it through half of it. The the, the it's the same guy, Nicholas, Nicholas
0: Sparks. Sparks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the next movie. What I is thought it? he created a walk to remember. No. He didn't? No. Okay.
1: Uh, um he did another one, Dear John, is that it?
0: I didn't like that either.
1: That one just made me mad. I just wanted to <laughs> just, I totally am against violence against women, but man, Amanda Segfried was pushing my buttons.
0: <laughs> Ooh. I'm not really into chick flicks. I like more, I like thrillers more.
1: So why I married you. You could like some decent films. If you were just like, I like chick flicks, it wouldn't have worked it's out.
0: Let's go cry together. No
1: if I want to cry cuz you know Godzilla dies in 1985 so <laughs> that'd be about it I'm not going to waste my tears on you know stupidity like Titanic which we all know I despise cuz that's a terrible terrible that would you consider that a chick flick Titanic
0: Titanic It's
1: so bad I would I
0: think yeah because the romance they <sighs> put so much on that
1: We got to talk about that for movie I hate that movie like that movie angers me on the inside it really does. I could kick some lawn gnomes or is puppies. Is it
0: because he wouldn't she wouldn't let him get on the door or whatever? Oh, that's
1: one of a million problems that movie has. One of a million. But that door, when she's laying on that door, you can clearly see there's room for two, maybe three people on that door. And he's just sitting there and freezes. That's just that that is faulty directing. On, that's bad storytelling from James Cameron. And James Cameron is James Cameron. I mean, that's the dude who gave us the second Aliens film, which is phenomenal? Terminator, Terminator Two.
0: I like Titanic. Oh, it's so bad. You sound so disappointed <laughs> oh, to say that.
1: <laughs> it is. Didn't like that movie whatsoever. But anyways, so well, we can rant. It's you know one thirty in the morning for us. So hopefully you guys have had fun. Listen to me and the wife banter about what we've been doing during our quarantine time. Again, join us next week for the next Monster Movie Stop Down. We've got a great special guest. Pete Quint's going to be here, um, or calling in from um, his location, actually. And if you guys get a chance to listen this early in the day, uh, it is Saturday when I'm releasing this, um, his band is doing a special live um, uh, show on Saturday. It'll be April 11th. Um, this morning so later or this afternoon. I think it's around like three or four o'clock. I'll be sharing it on the Facebook page as well um, It's gonna be a really cool thing Now the the band that he's with they do a lot of fundraising for kids and things like that with the hospitals and um, Really cool what he does um, So definitely go check that out watch it. I know I'm one too um, So that'll be fun. Can't wait decide about next week's episode and again I've said it three or four times. Let me know what you're doing. I want to holler at you. I want to know you're safe. I want to know you're having fun. I want to know that you guys are making it through this quarantine time and not going insane. If you want to go insane, give me a call. We'll go insane together. I mean, at least be entertaining. So, Or send me some movies that I haven't seen and, or you think maybe I haven't seen, and I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a watch and then holler at you. I love making friends, and that's something we do. So, Charlie Chase, I know you listen to this episode. Give me an action flick, man. He's a big 80s action flick guy, and there's probably a few action flicks from the 80s I haven't seen. So, Charlie, that's your job now. Find me an 80s action flick you'll think I like. He Actually, he put a post of a really um, <clears throat> hard to find or rare, just unknown action flick the other day, and I'll wrap it up with this. And he's, you know, he puts like, What unknown 80s action flick did, do you like? And I actually put uh, Blind Fury with Rugger Howard because I'm a huge Rugger Howard fan, and he's a blind. Um, Sam, like he's a Vietnam vet, but he's blind and he's also a samurai. Great movie. I love that movie. It is so much fun. Like, of course, anything with Roger Howard to me is great. Split second was one of my absolute favorite films. That was 92 though. That wasn't the eighties. So I don't know if we, that's kind of an action. It's a, that's a buddy cop film. That's a good one too. I like that with an alien monster or a the devil. We don't really know. They never really go into detail. They call him the devil. Um, the monster that they have to kill, but it's good. Split second's fun. Kim Cattrall, Rucker Hauer. Can't remember the guy who plays Dick Durkin, the, his partner in the movie, but he was a good actor too. <laughs> so, great movie. Anyways, guys, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you so much to my wife for just being down here and bantering back and forth with me because it would be very boring if it was just me. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We'll see you next week for the Monster Movie Stop Down. This is Sludge.
0: This is Sarah.
1: Y'all have a good night.